This is Hypernasality, a podcast about speech therapy and pop culture with your hosts, me. I'm Dr. Anthony Drew. And me, Karen with a C. And we are discussing all things speech, language, and of course, swallowing, Karen, right? Correct. Sometimes, but not today. What are we talking about in today's episode? Oh gosh, we talked about so many things. We talked. We revisit the crown. Our topic today, scholarly potpourri. We just start right at the top with our topic and we take Mm -hmm. it all the directions. All the way. All the ways. But listen, everybody, the most important thing to remember, Mm -hmm. this is not evidence-based. I just want to make sure we got the right mic this time. I want to apologize to everybody for last episode where I was on the wrong microphone. So it sounded like I was in a tunnel. A can, a tin can. I was in a tin can. I might still be in that tin can. Hi, Karen. Hi, how are you? Long time no pod. What the heck? I know. We got swept away by the tides of the semester. And what a difference a week makes. Last week, Karen and I, everybody, were in meetings. And Karen can attest to the fact that my persona at the meetings was just not pleasant. You know, there was a dark spirit. <laughs> there was a dark spirit that took over me. I would basically the blue, get it. Yeah. My blue witch. <laughs> worse than a, what's worse than a blue witch? Like I don't know. Really dark witch. I don't know. It was like a dark gray witch. No, not a I, Heather Gray. Yeah, charcoal um, gray witch. <laughs> what do you think about this? I'm like, you should all. I want everybody out of the Zoom now. God. No, no, no. And then, and then I told you, I felt like I couldn't. I couldn't sift out. This is my whole problem in life. I couldn't sift out what was me feeling like it was a Monday, like empathing you. Yeah. And the thing is, if you remember, I was just back from vacation where Mm -hmm. I was empathing my friend. And I think we were both just really sad to leave our vacation. That's and then, a big come down, yeah. yeah. And I also, as you know, Karen, and anybody I've spoken to in the last <laughs> week, God. I went to Puerto Vallarta and all I got was this lousy parasite. That's all I'm saying. We have yet to confirm that, but you know, the They're gut They're taking brain, too long. It's yeah, Tuesday. The There's, gut brain connection. I called them today and we'll see. It's a little ridiculous. I got to say. I have, I have a carte blanche to eat all the carbs I want until further notice yeah, but what if um, you like okay. need a, a thing what if you need a little like antifungal or medication or something i don't know like shouldn't they be doing something about this you know you're derailing the fun part of this and you're making it serious <laughs> okay everybody i'm not gonna let no little mexican parasite take me down they're not gonna take me by the way karen i just want you to know anytime you text the word parasite it gives you an emoji choice of a little worm which has made my week even more disgusting oh it does (laughs) i'm checking this out right now oh my phone it's only the covid germ did you know and i know you're not an iphoner which like freaks me out do you know that you can search emojis like i just found this like two weeks ago I'm assuming it's like the same way you search GIFs. Yeah. Like when you go into the emoji tab, you can like Mm -hmm. search. I've been like scrolling (laughs) through like 18 pages of emojis (laughs) to like find the one I know what page it's on. Like, can you imagine? But do you know them by name? Because I think that you need some background knowledge. Like I just scrolled through. It's only in the last year that I realized like, 
each of those emojis actually mean something. Yeah. Like I always thought like an eggplant was just funny, you know? Oh God. No, I'm kidding. That, well, I mean, eggplant is a little generous. Whoever made that the phallic symbol. It is. Yeah. I mean, it's a little, um, only a man would have picked an eggplant. I do have to say that the emojis have really folded out nicely though. Yeah, they have. the options. No, it's nice to be able, and even as like a communication, as experts, I, I have a hard time saying that word after the last hour, but as communication experts, you are listening to this podcast for a reason, everybody. Those emojis can make it easier to communicate something that you might not want to say. Or that you can't, like, I don't know, like some of it like is complex, actually. Like, you Mm -hmm. know, the difference between the sideways crying, laughing emoji and like the, the one with the tear and the flat crying emoji, like Mm -hmm. they all kind of mean different things a little bit, right? And think about that. As you're explaining this to me, I'm thinking about like people who use uh, augmentative alternative communication. Yes. And it's like, that's, that hasn't become universal yet, but now these emojis are becoming universal and people understand mm-hmm. communication by symbols. I was just thinking that the all the emoticons, like for people that have difficulty reading social cues, mm-hmm. I wonder if anybody's looked at anything with like interpreting the emoticon interpreting social cues well, like comparing that i don't know how we got to our topic so early but i think we're here yeah what is our topic today karen stopping emojis emojis for <laughs> communication purposes yes so yeah. you're saying that you can't just make a random chain of emojis in a text thread just to be funny like it actually could form a sentence it can totally form a sentence. And as you're saying this, I'm also thinking like the emojis are, the meaning of the emojis are socially constructed too, right? Like why do we choose the laughing sideways cry face for like rolling on the floor laughing, right? Like ruffle or lamo because it's like everybody else started, like everyone started doing it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so part of it, it, it is like a language that's been cre- like socially constructed. It is. Oh my God. You know what? My friend Bruno has talked about this. Like as a, he has, he did a study where he had people construct language using symbols, but you're right. This is like not even an experiment. It's reality. Mm-hmm. So, and it's those, the RO, the, each of the laughter, things are gradiated in some way so someone with difficulty interpreting social cues could see like wow this person thinks this is the most funny and then this this one they think is only just a little bit funny but right yeah and they would be able to read that just a little different you know Mm -hmm. but then some people might have a hard time differentiating like i know for myself like even though, oh, have you heard about the geriatric millennials? Did you hear about this this week? No, tell me, geriatric millennials, stop it. Stop oh, yeah. it. This is adorable. I see this the SNLs get falling yeah. out in front of me. Go on. It's so I am a geriatric millennial. Okay. Um, <laughs> hi, everyone. My name's Karen. I'm a geriatric millennial. So hi, Karen. That, hi. It's people that are born. 1980 to 85 mm-hmm. and this article came out and it's like the, a backhanded compliment because what they're saying is that the jerry the jerry millennials are able to 
communicate in analog and digital and they're they have more of the abilities to socially engage in the with the in the prior constructs of communication but also universally can like engage in the digital communication as well so it's like this that kind of experience the pre-post transition of like internet in their formidable years and so they're they can code switch or like do more in terms of like in the workplace is basically what they were talking about. So but you're I was like, like kind of interesting. I love that. So a geriatric yeah. millennial, it's, I was envisioning people in a geriatric unit that are like trying to Twitter each other, you know? Well, there's, I think that's happening too. Yeah. You know, and that's like, they're like, what's the emoji that Frank sent you the other day? Huh, Ethel? You know? It's like one time my mom texted me and it just said, how to it was like right when everybody was getting iPhones and she's like it said how to do FaceTime. <laughs> <laughs> and it was I saved it. It was the best thing I've ever seen. Oh my god. But no, like they're saying that it's and it kind of makes sense. Like I think about it, right? And I really, you know, like when I I was still old enough to like live when cell phones weren't like normie for everybody mm-hmm. but then in high school we all started getting cell phones right so but like, like nokia's we, not like apple yeah like clunkers yeah. but but yeah. at the same time like the the that like mega shift of like aol and aim and all that stuff happened like right when i was like 13 14 so i had like a little bit of life and then tr- like it's like an equal balance of like experience in your formidable years of like the way things were and the way things are so that like they're saying that you can kind of flex to whatever is happening work remote work in the workplace like do it all because you have these experiences yeah you guys are more mentally flexible like did you guys do mash you know that like you so you would do like the paper origami note passing one two three four yeah you have boogers yeah (laughs) But then you were also texting dirty. I was doing T9, like texting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Played snake on my cell phone. In, ah, in there AP you go. History, U.S. history. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, how interesting. Mm-hmm. Back in my day, cell phones, yeah. my cell phones were big when I was in college and I got one. Which one did you get? Like a clunky old one, like a, like a really one? heavy one. It might be. I don't even know. So should we tell everybody what the last hour's been like? We started by talking about how we're at the end of the semester. Everybody who's an academic that's listening knows this. You enter every semester like, I'm going to do all the things and have my weekends. And like you sustain that for four, five, five really good six weeks. Mm -hmm. And then you hit this like oil slick (laughs) and it's just like survival until Mm -hmm. finals. And so Mm -hmm. last week between my parasite and Karen's empathing and her empath bleeding into my empath and the grayness that is 2021, we were all in a miserable thing. And today we're having a meeting like the birds are chirping and like, it's like your your final grades are submitted and you can breathe and you're like, oh, this is what normal people do. Yeah. You know, so that's where we're at right now. It was good stuff. So it was. So the last hour was kind of a culmination with with uh, my research students, which was That's really is right. my first time too doing yeah. that. So it was really nice to do a nice send off. So I had them meet the new crew and 
kind of explain their work. And as I was listening to them, I'm like, wow, like we got a lot done this year. Like I'm really proud of us and this cuckoo-ness, you know, Mm -hmm. it's exciting. Tell us, Karen. You know, like when you're going through grad school, your professor is like, there's this like the mis- the mystique of the professor. I feel like where yeah, like you're not no the matter person, how you know? down to earth you are, it's like there's a and that's good. I think yeah. that's like I I support that because I think there needs to be that like boundary, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing. But it was nice because we were able to kind of just chat about like all the pop stars that I don't know. <laughs> and all that. I like, learned I a know. lot. It's just like, I know I learned about like social media filters. Like I didn't, I don't even know what a white filter is. Do you? I do now. I, cause I crashed Karen's lab party toward the end as a Brexit and a transition. I'm like, we have to record our podcast and your students were so psyched to hear that we have a podcast i know i'm happy about that i think they'll i think they'll enjoy it yes i think it's a nice way to continue to connect i guess we should tell everybody the big news you tell you want me to tell them (laughs) karen but is the recipient of her first ten thousand dollar grant what what from the university research council excellent (laughs) which is designed to support early career scientists and you are an early career scientist Mm -hmm. going through the transition to you know academic work i feel like a lot of it has made sense to me like i think part of like being ready for research or like like if you feel like you can like reason I like, I don't know, like to me, a lot of it is like, just like puzzles, like, and reasoning through stuff. Like, I don't know, Absolutely. it's not that far away. Cause it's kind of like, you're just, you're just doing like design, right? Like just trying to fill a gap and figure out the variable. Like if you like that kind of stuff, I feel like it's natural to, but that's patient care. And we've talked about I mean, we talked about that in, our, right. in a couple episodes ago, but that's really what it is. And I think I'm glad we're talking about it again. But the way we train students now, it's not so much about having them understand research. They come to college and they, in some ways, college and, and grad school, really ready to understand logic. And mm-hmm. so now we just have to start pointing them into critically evaluating research and maybe and, yeah. and, and pointing it out that way. But um, you brought up so many things in that last statement. And I just think you're right. Research answers questions. It solves problems. It's fitting pieces of a puzzle together, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So it's fun. It's enjoyable work. I just wish I could, sometimes I wish I could do it without having to teach all these credits and but then I would be bored too. Um, But we do have a big announcement, everybody. We have to make this and I want us to build up a little tension. So we have, Karen and I have talked a lot about this and I know that some of you, and by some of you, I mean, Jeffrey, texted me saying, when is the next episode coming out? And so Karen and I have decided to go monthly, Mm -hmm. which I know sounds horrible since it's been two months since our last episode has appeared, but monthly. So Mm -hmm. starting this episode, uh, Hypernasality, a podcast about speech therapy and pop culture is going monthly. Monthly. Ish. Right. You, you basically you get an episode when you get an episode okay jeffrey right we can't yeah. commit yeah <laughs> like we try we want to keep it sustainable we have trips yeah we're gonna be she's a main lady we're gonna going be to in Maine. various points of massachusetts mm-hmm. in june so yeah and is there wi-fi there of course we're not yes. ridiculous are we gonna do a stopic on our 
vacation I maybe i don't think maybe so. it's possible i'm maybe. not bringing my computer though so oh, no so then no mm -mm. yeah good this is a full i'm doing don't. a full checkout and Goodbye. i i say you should and like if anybody asks like what number can i reach you at you just be like Don't nine one one. That's the only number. If you can't find me, call nine one one, and that's on you because you know they bill. Take, they I bill you the do. ambulance. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know that. And they, nobody's paying for that. So. Well, I'm leaving my work phone. You have the other one. Now it's just. But a I don't want to know anything that works. Yeah. I have to ask Karen. What are you watching right now? Oh, um. Well. Roni just came back, so I'm watching that. But I know you're not like a Housewives, but Roni, I was trying to convince the real you. Housewives yeah. of New York. I oh, might yeah. watch the Ronies just because I love New York, and yeah. you know, as we've discussed on this podcast, I actually uh, am into Andy Cohen lately. Right. So, in what way do you mean? Well, I mostly just want to be in a circle, and I feel yeah. like I see him on the street all the time because we live in adjacent neighborhoods. So, okay. yeah, but you I'm know. like one degree of separation from him, but I ruined it. Yeah, we talked about that already. Yeah, I'm just so saying. What about did you? What about the Queen? Have you been watching the Queen? I think we were What's telling me queen? about that. What's the, the queen? queen? I'm sorry, the Crown. <laughs> The Crown. What have you been watching that show, The Queen? No, the <laughs> like movie, the, the movie, The Queen. There was the you movie, The Queen. The Queen, The, the Crown's Gambit. <laughs> <laughs> Are you watching that, Pose? Which, which <laughs> Pose? That Pose with the people, Pose. No, I, oh <laughs> That's God. what I'm so watching. Pose. Posse. <laughs> the Crowns. The Crowns. I've been watching The Crowns. Okay. okay. I got into The Crowns when Philip passed because I was like, fine. Ah. But now I'm curious because what was happening is all now it's basically pictures a documentary. were showing up and I was like, yeah. wait a minute. Like, actually, this is a little bit interesting because like all the wackiness of like his upbringing and like how they got together and whatever else. I was like reading on Daily Mail, which is where I get my news. And I was like, oh, like maybe I'll watch The Crown. Like Anthony told me about this. I should just watch it. Oh my God, it is amazing. It's, it's so, so interesting. good. I'm obsessed. First of all, John Lithgow, love him. So excited. He to was see so him good. He there. won an Emmy for that. Or a it, it, I loved it. It was yeah. fantastic. But what's her name? Claire Foy. Claire oh my Foy. God. I love her. And I love them all. Like, I thought it was so interesting. The one who plays um, Margaret, like, love her as well. Yes. Oh, I. She's she was up for an Oscar this year. Something like, Vanessa Kirby. Vanessa Kirby. Vanessa Kirby. I think so. Yeah. And I love how they speak. Like I, I just enjoy all of it. Like it's so. But the history is so interesting. Like I had no. I, I didn't even know about the abdication and like the parallelism between like Meghan and Harry and like mm -hmm. the king abdicating for the, the lady, whatever her name was, and all that stuff. Yes. So cool. So interesting. Had no idea. But then Basically, the crown picks up where, before you get to how it got ruined, the crown picks <laughs> up where the king's speech left off. I know. And yes. even that. It's like overlap a little bit. Because yeah. they like allude to it in the beginning. And I'm like, wait, her mm -hmm. dad is the king's speech? Her dad is the king's speech. She's still alive. I She's know. still the and queen. her dad is the king's speech. Mm -hmm. Like, I had no idea. And like, did you Madonna, know that? Like, I, I didn't know this. I only pieced it together because of the king's speech the, and the queen. because 
because of the queens and because of the crowns and because of the jewels. And by the jewels, I mean Madonna's movie. Madonna made a movie called W.E., which is about Edward who abdicated the throne. And yes. the W stands for her. And I can't the remember. The woman. W, it's a, I can't. It's like a. F- I can't remember. Wilhelmina. Funny, no. Wilhelmina. <laughs> Wallace. Wallace. W for Wallace. Wallace. Simpson. Wallace Simpson, W-E, Wallace Simpson slash Edward. And that okay. was actually a really good movie. So props to Madonna for her directing debut. Oh, she directed it. She directed it. She wasn't in it. I know you're a supporter of Madonna. I feel kind of weird about her. Well, you just talked about the cat face Botox woman that you want to become. <laughs> so take a look at Madonna's Instagram. Okay. That's what you're looking at. Fine, you're okay. Right. So stop it. <laughs> She's 60. <laughs> <laughs> you leave that. her alone. I feel like she's mean. She's, of course, my she's cousin mean. saw Nobody her once, and she was like, "Nice." It was like hot, and she wouldn't put AC on in the venue, and she was like, "Sweat losers," kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah, she's plain Wallace Simpson. Just so you know, she's kind of plain. She's like Sarah, plain and tall. Yes, you're gonna leave. The, you're gonna leave. I mean, this is like full on Wizard she, of Oz I neighbor. Mean, it's a little. It's a little She kind of looks like Frida Kahlo in that too. Which, which you know, being around artists though, there's something magnetic. So maybe there was something magnetic about Wallace, and maybe King Edward didn't want it anyway, and that was his way out. Although they really did love each other according to Madonna's movie and according to the crowns. The crowns, the queen's crowns. But what By were you going to say? Then it got, yeah. No, first I got to say, I had this whole thing where I like, I had no idea the whole thing with Hitler. Did you watch that episode? Oh, uh, well, yeah. I didn't know better Creepy, than creepy. Yeah. Just yes. like so crazy, like very interesting. Yeah. So then it got ruined. I loved, I loved it so much. I loved Claire Foy and her little, ow. Oh. Like she would go, oh. Like when things would happen, and I was mm-hmm. like, "Oh, she's like so good!" Like she's just, so wait, good. The Jackie Kennedy episode, like, oh my god! So oh, amazing. you love all the glam and oh. everything, yeah. Like last week, I sit down for my nightly Netflix and like eat my kids' snacks on the couch. <laughs> like I have goldfish and pirates booty in a little oh. plastic bowl and I'm ready to watch Fun. and I turn it on and it's like season whatever and it's like a it's like season three or four whatever and season there's three like a, season three and there's like a scene going on there's these characters I don't recognize and they're like talking to each other and I'm like am I like not here like what's mm. who are these people what's going on like I don't understand and then finally at the, at the end of the scene I realize oh wait Claire's gone and now it's some other gal some older gal some other gal you mean Olivia Coleman yeah, Oscar winner Oli- and what British- do I know her I don't know her I'm you bad. know her she's a British icon Is she in right Goodfellas now. no no, that I don't but know she's kind of like the Sharon Stone of England right now. Really? No, she's bigger than that. She's got an Oscar. She was I'm nominated terrible. again. Sorry, Olivia. I'm she played really another apologize. queen. She played Queen Anne with um, Rachel Weiss and Emily Emma Stone. Yeah. It was upsetting, and I I haven't been able to go back. I think I'm going to try again. Like I'm just gonna. I think there's been enough. I was on. Well, such a I bowl feel like I get. I broke. I, I get it. The whole thing behind the crown is every this first two years is one set of characters. Yeah. These next two years is another set of characters. And then there's a fifth season, which will bring you to uh, the current queen. And she's going to play the role. 
So like the like, Queen Elizabeth's gonna play like, herself. She's gonna star in yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, I it so. is like a show going on mm-hmm. over there right yeah. now. Did you see this week his thing, Harry? What did Harry talking say about this his week? dad in the podcast with Dax Shepard? Dax Shepard has a podcast, <laughs> and he got Dax Shepard got Prince Harry. Henry. So basically, Harry. we can get him. <laughs> and we got three rando grad students that are dying to be on the podcast. Get our manager on the phone, Karen. What are we doing wrong? Call my agent. (laughs) Call my agent. (laughs) I am my agent, so we can't do anything about it. You're here. So, yeah, Yeah. anyway, he was, like, saying all kinds of stuff about how his daddy won't ask to him growing up and stuff like that. Uh, Well, you'll you'll learn more about that Mm -hmm. in... uh, in this, we got, we learn a lot about Charles. Oh, and there is some like heartbreaking stuff that'll happen in the next two seasons. You have to give it another go because the it's that's like show, Diana stuff, right? The now, crown, Diana funny. stuff will happen season four. Yeah. Crown is it also about like beautiful storytelling and like mm-hmm. truth telling? And they're not. Um, we've talked about this in this podcast before, so we say I, this I, every five minutes. I know <laughs> we do. We have talked about this because I'm having have a flashback. Yeah, because they are like. Uh, anti-monarchists so they're the people that make it but uh, uh, it's really beautiful storytelling and i think you should give it another go I'm but we learn a lot I gave, about like, a two-week break i think Charles. i can go back really we do and the guy that plays him is really beautiful i think he's like he's such a good i don't know there's something very i i'm very attracted to him but i'm also really? learning yeah that he have I, the ears well i mean it means he's a good listener you know no, they do something to make him, but he's very handsome, you know, in this. I don't think Charles is particularly attractive, you know? And you know what is said. Mm-hmm. Look what happens to William. Mm-hmm. He was like tracking Diana, and then all of a sudden he lost his hair, and it's like, I think and we, we still, end on that note. Yeah, we end on that note. And it has been such a pleasure, as always. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. This is always so much okay. fun. And we thank you, our listeners, and especially you, Jeffrey, because without you, we would just have <laughs> listener. It would be singular. Okay? So thank you. God bless. <laughs> God bless. <laughs> and remember, everybody, this is not evidence-based. Based. It's not. Thank you.